receive your offerings and uh, we're going to start a, a new teaching tonight um, called back to the basics faith to faith from faith to faith and uh, I believe God's going to just uh, encourage us in our faith but also grow our faith uh, as we do these four uh, Wednesday nights on faith to faith God intends for us to have victory not just once in a while but every single day beloved I wish above all things everybody say all things that you would prosper and be in good health god is a god of prosperity just like brad just shared and but we have to participate we have a part to play in how well we succeed in our lives but it's not uh our part to make it happen but it is our part to walk by faith everybody say walk by faith so we're going to make this confession and we'll put it up on the screen if you're visiting with us we make this confession before we start every uh, message because we're confessing what we believe very important let's say this together the word of god is truth if i live the word i will be blessed if i don't i won't it's just that simple turn to somebody and say it's really simple and you can be seated it's really quiet in here tonight really low-keyed hallelujah we just uh we just give ourselves a good shaking and wake up amen I know Wednesday you worked all day. Everybody's glad it's just over. But and the good news is we're halfway through the week. week. Yeah, we got only two days to go here. <laughs> if your work week is Monday through uh, Friday, we have some people in this church that work Wednesday through Sunday. That's the you know that's a long week. That man's sitting right back there. <laughs> so uh, I'm praying that somebody somewhere along the way is going to see the light and let him work a different. Not Sunday. Everybody say Sunday is the rest day. Now, I know when we work, we have to rest on the days God gives us. But God assigned today. It was called the Sabbath. Everybody say the Sabbath. And uh, I know my husband's in Israel right now. And, and I remember when I was in Israel, um, in Israel, when it is Shabbat, nothing happens. Even the elevators don't go. Now, that is a problem when you're on the 12th floor because that's a lot of stairs. So what they did for all the tourists is they make one elevator that's running and the others aren't. So sometimes you just choose to use the stairs because it's such a long wait to go up and down. But even even all of the kitchen, they have to bring in uh, Muslims or somebody else to cook in the kitchens of the hotels because the Jewish people do not work on the sabbath can you believe that it just all shuts down it i I was i couldn't believe it i mean i remember when i was growing up uh in america you know that's where we live um there were there wasn't anywhere to go on sunday because things were closed they used to be closed but over in in uh over there it they with i mean they absolutely honor the word of god and they take that from friday evening at six o'clock till saturday night at six now saturday night at six the parties begin <laughs> hallelujah because i was awake till two in the morning on saturday night because they were celebrating that it was over i guess i don't know but uh they were very very faithful to that the the week that i was there so you know god has promises in the word of god and and his promises for us have to do with us making choices to live by faith and not by 
site. And so when I was uh, praying about this, this series, I felt like God said to me, this is a time for people to be built up in their faith. And uh, so I was asking the Lord uh, when I was praying about this message this morning, Lord, uh, why, why faith? Why, why would you want me to share on faith for a whole, whole month? And this is what I, I heard this scripture, Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, I like that psalm. God gave me that psalm way long time ago and it really helped in my life when he gave it to me but this is what i heard why faith because we live by it everybody say we live by it now in the world they don't live by faith the the world is not based on faith the world is based on circumstances situations uh finances uh those things that make the world go round so to speak but in the body of christ and we're going to turn to Romans chapter 1. That's where we're going to begin tonight. Romans 1.16. We're going to talk about faith. And then this is what I heard. The opposite of faith is fear. Now, how many of you know in the world there's great fear today? It's also trying to come on the church to say God is in who he says he is. That's always the enemy's goal is to try to make God's people believe that he isn't who he says he is. That's what our battle is, believing that God is who he says he is. But for the world, they don't even know that battle exists. So fear in the world is how people are living because they've learned that they cannot control their circumstances. We can't control our circumstances, but we have a God who goes before us to take care of those circumstances. And we live by faith and not by sight. So our perspective on life is different than what the world is. And, but we still have uh, many, many venues trying to uh, exert that pressure of fear against us. And so that's I heard the opposite of faith is fear. It is a choice. We can live like the world. Most things are done out of fear because apart from the Lord, that is just human nature. Uh, most people uh, in the world will eventually talk negative things because their world is negative. Our world is positive because we have escaped the darkness and we are in the light. And so negativity it does not appear for us to be a threat because we know we have a God who said, I am more than enough for you. I will take care of you. We have all these promises. And then I heard this, but we are different, set apart, light in the darkness. Faith is light. Fear is darkness. Jesus lights up the darkness. If you are the light, the darkness will be dispelled. Can I say that again? If we are the light, darkness will be dispelled. But we hear a lot of more about a lot more about the darkness than we do about the light. That's right. Very good. Man, we got a scholar right here on the second row. And so, you know, when it says in I when it says in Isaiah 60, arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, and then it says there will be gross darkness. Well, if we focus on the gross darkness, then we're going to be like the world. But if we focus on the light, everybody say the light, then that little bit of light, even if it's not a lot of light that you have, is going to shine and a little bit of light dispels a lot of darkness. Amen. And so when we live by faith, we become the light 
of the world. Uh, you know, Jesus was the light of the world. He said we would be the light of the world. But that's only if we live by faith and not by sight. Because sight in this world, if you if you just look at any kind of news media, it's a lot of darkness and not a lot of light. Uh, you know, I, I just had the news on at 5 o'clock before I came up here to church. And my goodness, you know, there's nobody on there saying, today the most wonderful thing happened. Or, you know, all these things happen, but let's focus our attention upon God because he is our deliverer. You know, when you start talking about him being a deliverer, he'll show up as the deliverer. But if you never talk about him and you don't give him any place, then where, where, where is anybody going to see who he is? We're the people that give place in the darkness with the light that brings hope for the world. And so as we study faith to faith, we live by faith. That's what it says. Let's look at Romans 1, 16 and 17. Of course, Paul, you know, had a lot to say about faith. Uh, and we're going to look at a lot of scriptures from the, the epistles and things that Paul wrote because he was a man of faith, definitely, from the beginning of his um, encounter with Christ. But it says in 116, I am not not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's the good news. Everybody say the good news. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now, the Bible says we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. But just because we're the righteousness of God doesn't mean we have uh, faith operating in our life. It means we have right standing with God. But faith is something that people should see. Faith is something that people see in our life because we're not moved by what's going on around us. We are only moved by the truth of the word of God. And so we live by faith. It says, the next part says, the just, everybody say the just, shall live by faith. Well, who, who are the just? Look at your neighbor and say, we are. Now, that, that's the people that are justified, justified by what Jesus did at Calvary. If you look at Romans 3, Romans 3:24, and they're going to have a lot of scripture. You have these handouts that the ushers have given you because this is on these Wednesday nights will be more like a class than just a, a sermon. These are this this is so we can grow in our faith. So when we grow in our faith, we grow in our faith line upon line, precept upon precept. So we're going to look at the word of God. Justly, it says justified freely. Everybody say freely. freely. That means we have absolutely nothing to do with what God has accomplished in our lives. It says, uh, let's start with verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and prophets, even the righteousness of God through what? Faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Say, it's in me. It's It's on me. me. I got it. Okay, for there is no difference. Now, this is the scripture that I heard for a long time, for a long time in my life. Well, there is none righteous, no, not one. Uh, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. I'm so sorry for all of you. Let's go home and let's be sure to say, praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know, I I was all in structured religion. 
That's what it was for me. Maybe not been for everybody else, but it was it was just a religious practice. It had no life. There was no life because I had no faith. And the just shall live by faith. That means you have life because of faith. You come alive. You you are alive to the things of God and life begins to grow in in you. And so it says this is the other side of it because it talks about that side I just spoke of over in verse uh, 10 of Romans 3 when it's saying this is what they say there is none righteous no not one there is none who understands there is none who seeks after God they have all turned aside kind of sounds like what people are saying today okay but it says here for all have sinned and fallen short of the Lord God being justified everybody say justified uh, Pastor Billy Joe used to say just as if I'd never sinned justified just as if I'd never Send. Isn't that good news? Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a good one. Yeah. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as the propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus turn to your and say this is good news so when Paul said I am not ashamed of the good news of the gospel. Now we're living in a day where we are going to encounter what Paul talked about. I believe it's talked about in Timothy, where we are going to have to fight a good fight of faith. In fact, that's the only fight as believers that we have to fight because Jesus already fought the enemy. He defeated the enemy with his blood, but we have to fight a fight of faith. And that's what causes us to have life. You know, if we're not living by faith, and then we're going to be living by sight. And we can tell the difference. How many of you in your own life have situations and circumstances where you know you tend to look, live by sight? You know, And the enemy is always wanting to bring those things to the forefront so that that's what we look like. Look at 1 John 4, 17 through 18. You know those scriptures, but it says, Perfect love cast out all fear because fear has torment it goes on in first john 5 and it says this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith if we're trying to overcome the world with what we know then we're never going to win but if we're going to overcome the world with our faith then we're going to be overcomers in all things i prefer to be an overcomer i've been not an overcomer and I prefer to be an overcomer. But that's my choice. Now, if we look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, so if you'll turn there, Hebrews 11.1, 1, 1, faith, it, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Everybody say evidence. evidence. You know, um, if you're going to uh, prove something is right or wrong, you have to have evidence. And so faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? Your faith is proof that God is true. His word is true. That's what your faith is. When faith is activated, it proves, it's evidence that God is is who he says he is. And so we want to live by faith. Hebrews 11:3, God used faith to create 
he brought about this whole universe. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, I don't know where you are in your life, but this is how practical it is. If, if you need uh, provision for your children for what they have need of, then you believe by faith that God will provide. Now, you may not have the money. I remember when I was uh, uh, in Tulsa in 1979, I, I didn't have enough money. My outgo was more than my income. And, uh, and my son wanted to play uh, baseball, and he needed a glove. And I didn't have the money for that glove. But God had told me, if you'll be the mother, I'll be the father. Stop feeling like you're not a family. I'm the father and you're the mother. This is a good word for single parents. There, no fa- a family is a family because of God. And so he was the father, I was the mother, and I'm thinking, yeah, but nobody can see you in here. You know, I have three children, you know, and uh, they can't see you. He said, but I can make myself visible. I can make myself known to them. You do what I tell you to do, and I'll take care of that role. And so um, it was the night before he had to have that ball glove because he was going to practice the next morning with this baseball, little baseball team. And um, I had made an appointment to get my hair cut. Now, if you're a lady in here and your hair isn't where it's supposed to be, a haircut's important. But not as important as my son's baseball glove. If you're a mom, you understand that. So that night, that Friday night before that Saturday morning, my mother called me. And I was in Tulsa. She was here. And I needed $35. Now, I know $20 for a ball mitt doesn't seem like much, but we're talking 1979. And $15 to get my hair cut doesn't sound like a a lot, but that was just to cut your hair, not to do anything else to it. You walk in, they wet your head, they cut it, and you say bye-bye. And so that's the $15 job. And so I needed $35. My mother called me that night. And she said to me, honey, I was going by the bank today, and I just felt to put $35 in your bank account. Everybody say faith. Faith. How many of you know my faith grew? Now, why did that happen? Because God was the father of my children. He said to me, I'll be your husband. You don't need a man. He was so right, because at that point, I did not need a man. (laughs) Because I didn't know how to be a wife. That would have been another disaster for me. But I needed, I needed protection. I needed a covering. I needed somebody I could trust. I needed someone I could count on. That when I had a need and my children had a need, there was somebody who was going to take care of me. Because that's how I got in the other mess that I got into, was looking for somebody to take care of me. Said, don't do that. Everybody say, don't do that. Because that is not the answer. When you get married, you get another person to take care of. <laughs> Everybody shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And Pastor Hackett, or Pastor, Pastor Hackett, Pastor Bill would be shouting from Israel. Amen. If he could hear me say that. When you get somebody else, you get another person to take care of. Because marriage is 100%. Anybody who tells you it's 50-50, don't pay attention to them. That is a lie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just truth right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, I have to tell you, poor Pastor Bill. Let's see, when was it? He was leaving Monday. So Sunday night, about quarter till 11, 
I was already in bed, and he comes, he says, I can't find my wallet. I said, you can't find your wallet. I'm thinking, how could a wallet get out of the house? But I didn't say that. I said, honey, I'll help you. So I get, I'm almost asleep, but I got back up because he always, Pastor Bill waits till right at the end to pack, to go on a trip. So he was, he was, I mean, this suitcase was pretty full. And so he, we looked everywhere for that wallet. It was an hour later. I mean, we took his suitcase apart. We took everything out of the suitcase, everything out of the briefcase, put it all back in again. I went back through it again. And we we just, I mean, he he was almost like gray by this, because, I mean, that's his credit card. Now, he has a passport, so he doesn't need his license, but he does need credit cards. So I said, you can take mine. He goes, that will not be helpful in Israel, Pam. It was an idea. But anyway, so we kept looking. At one point, he looked over, and on the dresser, he has a box where he keeps just his throw-everything-in box. Anybody ever have one of those? He had thrown his wallet in there and put the lid on. But we found it. The grace of God. Now, you know, God is watching out for us all the time. But, But... we are responsible. Everybody say responsible. We're responsible to do our part. And so when we walk by faith and not by sight, that means we're having to do something every day to make our faith work in the world that we live in. Now, we're not of the world, but we're in it. We have a different system, so we have to walk by faith and not by sight because if we start walking by sight then we will become confused and we won't know what we're doing you know if you're if you're supposed to be playing football and you come on the field with the basketball you are not going to be in the game how many of you know that i mean they're gonna look at you like what are you doing here you are in the wrong place that's the way it is spiritually when you when you get into sight, you have left the playing field that you're supposed to be on. Faith, that's the, the playing field we're on. Now, if you look at Hebrews eleven six, this is what it says. This is how serious it is. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, faith, we cannot please God without faith. But when we believe God is and we seek him and we believe he's a rewarder, he will show up in that situation for us. And I'm, I'm looking at a lot of things that are in the world today. I, I've listened to um, the man that teaches on the Shemitah and on the Harbinger. Yeah, Jonathan Kahn. And, uh, you know, seriously, the world's in trouble. Turn your name and say, it's serious. It really is serious. This election is very important. All elections are. But this one is seriously important. And this is the body of Christ's time, hour, I believe, to shine. But we're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. And begin to pray by faith and not by Sight and begin to say by faith and not by sight. Because what is happening is there's a spiritual battle for this nation. It goes beyond who's going to be president, but it is going to be affected by who's the president. I believe that. 
So we have a responsibility to see to it that what God wants done gets done. Well, who does he use to get done what he wants to get done? The righteous. And who are the righteous? The church. And what do we live by? Faith and not by sight. And so God will begin to show us what to do in circumstances and situations. But we're going to have to do it when the only thing we can see is what we see spiritually not what we see with our natural eyes. And so our faith is going to have to be increased. Everybody say, my faith needs to increase. And the Bible talks about small faith, little faith, you know, a great faith. Jesus said, you know, the centurion had great faith. Never had he, in all of Israel, had he seen such great faith. Why? Because the centurion, I think that's Matthew chapter 8, he said, listen, just say a word and my servant will be healed. He wasn't even coming to see the servant. That is great faith. Everybody say great faith. Just say the word because the word has the power now if you look at romans ten seventeen, it verifies just what i just said because faith comes by and hearing what okay faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god now um you can hear a lot of things today. We've talked about that on Sundays. There's so many voices out there. And there's, there's a lot of voices, you know, even on Christian television. It says in the last day there will be deceivers. Everybody say deceivers. Now, the way you're going to know a deceiver is by your faith. Your faith is based on the Word of God. And when you hear something that isn't right, something in you is going to go, wrong. And that's not when you say, but I like them. You can love them. You're supposed to, but don't follow them. Can I say that again? We love all people, but we do not follow the sheep. It says in John 10, 10, hear the shepherd's voice, and no other voice will they follow. Will they, will they listen to? Will they obey? Well, that's going to be because your faith has come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and you're going to know what's God and what's not God because you live by faith. The just shall live by faith faith. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief will come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life. Where do you get your life? From faith. Everybody say, I live by faith. See, so your life is consumed by your faith. And when you walk by faith and not by sight, then you begin to live a life of victory that God intended for you to live, for me to live, for the church to be. So when we look at Romans ten seventeen, this is what it says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. And then it says, um, it, it talks about how can they hear? Well, that's in verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? How beautiful on the feet are, are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Everybody say, that's the faith, people. That's the faith. Now, you know, there was a, I, I was raised, thank you, Jesus, during the faith movement that everybody tells you to look out for. Well, I'm telling you, it is a foundation that gets laid that no man can take down because it's inside out, not outside in. Everybody say inside out. It's inside out, not outside in. 
and faith grows on the inside of you. Every person has been given a measure of faith. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Every person has a measure of faith, but every person has to develop that faith. And as that faith is developed, it grows, and it becomes a foundation that the world cannot take. It becomes a place of security, a place of trust, a place of confidence. But we have to develop our faith. How do you develop your faith? Well, you go through things where you hear what God says, you do what God says, and you see the results. Because he is a rewarder. Everybody say he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when we do what pleases him, we will eventually see the reward. And when we see the reward, our faith goes this way. And then it goes this way. And then it goes this way. And some of us, myself included, I can get out of those hard places. How many of you are loved to get out of hard places? The hard places oftentimes are the places where there's a big increase in our faith. And we will continually be in hard places because if you read the Word of God and God's Word's true, that it gets, it gets more difficult as the days get darker to stand in faith. There are people today, um, how many of you remember Anita Bryant? Years ago, she stood in homosexuality, and the devil destroyed her life. But she never said anything but what she believed God said. She was, she, she was a, a star, but the devil took her out. I don't know how he did that. But I'm going to tell you, in Hebrews 11, it says, by faith, by faith, by faith. But it also says some people die living by faith. It's a decision. I am going to live by faith and not by sight. And so when we do that, we have to trust God that we're living where he tells us to live. Now, this is the thing you have to understand. If you know Christ, you have already exercised faith. Because it says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth the word in Matthew 8 and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, which it's righteousness that comes by faith, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when you say, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, you are operating by faith. That is, that is not something that you have sight. It's something that you believe. Now, once you receive Christ, I don't know about your life, but things changed in my life. Then I have a revelation of who Jesus was that I've never had before. But I didn't get all that revelation until I walked by faith. Is anybody getting this? So it, it grows from that point. But that's number one. That's the first place that people exercise faith. When they, when, when we give the altar call on Sundays and Wednesdays in the church, and people raise their hand. That is faith. Do you understand that? Okay. I'm going to trust that this is right. Now, not until they open their mouth and say, I believe... And confess, because it says salvation comes by confession. That's why it's so important for people to confess Christ out loud. Because they can believe him, but once they confess it, they hear it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
and so something instantly takes happen. The miracle of God takes happen in life, takes place in life, and when that happens, faith, that major faith, begins to spring up on the inside of them, and that continues to draw people to the truth of the Word of God. That faith that they received when they received Christ. Now, I didn't see Jesus when I got saved. Did any of you see Jesus when you got saved? Uh, you know, you didn't believe you were saved because the person you were with said you're saved. Something inside of you said, I'm saved. Because Romans 8 says it's the spirit within you that bears witness with witness with your spirit that you are saved. Well, it says in Ephesians that you're saved by faith through grace. Remember that didn't have anything to do with it. But by faith you knew it. Something had changed. So faith is critical for all the other things that we're going to accomplish as we walk with God. We're going to have to believe it. Everybody say believe it. Or we'll never receive it. And once we believe it, we have to start confessing that we believe it. Amen. This was interesting. I, I don't know. I just one day I noticed when I looked in the concordance in the back of the Bible, there's so many days, but like only one reference is to the old covenant. All the words of the new. The word believe only a couple of three verses in the concordance that give reference to look in the old covenant, and then all the letters are new. Now, there's no righteousness in the law. Righteousness is in the covenant we have with Jesus, and that's where faith takes its root. So when it says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he died for my sins, that's believing and confessing and faith come alive in that person's heart. And that's what is the change. Suddenly, God is not just the God of your dad or your mother. Suddenly, he's not just the God of the church you used to attend. Suddenly, he is your God. Are you getting this? So faith gets stirred up. Now, the enemy immediately wants to take that faith. He wants to take your faith until he brings doubt and unbelief, and then he comes and accuses you of all the wrong things you've ever done. How many of you have had that happen? Well, and you know they're true, but if you don't understand that your righteousness has nothing to do with what you've done. You didn't get saved because you did the right thing. You got saved because you believe that Jesus died for your sins, and you believe that he rose again, that he's seated at the right hand of the Father, he ever lives to make intercession for you, and because of that, you're confessing him as Lord and Savior. That has nothing to do with who you are. So when the devil comes and brings doubt and unbelief and all those things, he's messing with your flesh, and that is sight. Everybody say sight. But you are now the just, and you live by faith. So then you can push those things away because that's another arena, okay? And so your faith begins to grow. And you begin to get stronger in the things that you believe. Now, you may be here tonight, and I see this. I've seen this. Of course, I've been saved 40 years. I've seen it in my own life. But every new thing that God wants to do in your life, he will say to you, have faith in God. Everybody say, have faith in God. Because every new thing is going to be territory you have not taken. And you're only going to get it by faith. You're not going to get it 
by the fact that you know you've read through the Bible in 20, 22 times in 22 years. You know, I do read through the Bible, but that doesn't put a gold star on me. You know, I don't have a Sunday school badge with 16 perfect attendances. None of that will affect your faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It comes by relationship and not religion. And it's something that has to grow. And every level, God will say to you, have faith in me. And then, and this is Mark uh, 11, you know, when I lived in Tulsa, everybody knew this was Brother Hagin wrote this because he taught so much on faith. And he always used this scripture, Mark 11, 23, 24, 22, 23. Uh, So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, how many of you know new things are always mountains? (laughs) Don't they look like a mountain? And then it seems like he went to the valley before he got there. And then he had to climb the mountain. Everybody said, grow your faith. You have to grow your faith. So it says, as surely I say to you, ever since this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Now I want to tell you, you don't just say that one time. Because the things that God promises, you have to stay on that. Because the enemy's going to try to take that promise. And so you just continue to confess not who you are, but who God is. And so God said, God said, have faith in him, devil. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're trying to do. But I have faith in God. Your knees may be not, and you may be about to fall over and pass out. But you, when you go down, be sure you're saying, I have faith in God. Amen? My faith is in God. Be removed, cast in he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, that's not just any old thing you want to say that you want done, but those are the things God has said about you. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Goes on to say, but if you have any, any unforgiveness, you need to take care of that because it's not going to work if you're walking in an area of unforgiveness in your life. But God is the one who is going to cause you to overcome and be able to speak to those mountains. How many of you have a few mountains that you need to speak to? You know, I believe we're going to see more mountains as we progress toward the end times even greater. I mean, we're in the end times. I believe that. But I don't know when it's going to end, but it's going to take faith to go there to the end. Whatever that end is for you or for me, we have to live by faith and not by our sight. So it says that we need to speak to the mountain. You know, there's uh, Matthew 17, 20. It's a story where Jesus says, you know, it's, it, everything is possible with God. But it says uh, in verse 20, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I see you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, do you know how little mustard seed is? It's pretty small. You will say to this mountain, move from here to be there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. That's a new thought, so something in here. Everybody say, nothing will be impossible to me when I walk by faith. Now, it doesn't mean maybe you'll see it yet, but it's not impossible to you, because 
of what Jesus did. My husband we used to sing that song in the church. He'd get so excited. Some of you have been here one time. And that would say, I will say to the mountain, move. And Pastor Bill would get up here and go, move. It's like he was moving like a cow to me. But he, it meant a lot to him. Every time we talked about faith, he wanted that song to be played. Uh, get out of my way, because I believe. I will say to the mountain, move. Because I believe. Everybody say, because I believe. And so we have to have faith in God and believe that when we speak, mountains will move. Now, you know, you may not have mountain-moving faith the first week. But this isn't something you try. This is something you do. And the more you do it, the greater the light will be on the inside of you. Uh, I'm going to conclude with this, and it's Acts 9, 15 through 22. Uh, God changed Paul from the inside out. Um, if you if you read that scripture, uh, of course, what, those of you that know the word, Paul Paul was responsible for. Uh, well, I don't know that he murdered Christians, but he was present when uh, Stephen was stoned, and and his life was not the perfect life. But God chose him to do wonderful things for him. But what he did was he changed his sight, and basically his sight. Because he was on that road to Damascus, and when the light shone on him, he, he was blinded. But when, when Ananias came and prayed for him, it says his sight was restored. And, and I'm going to paraphrase right now because time. It says when his sight was restored, God had told Ananias, I need to tell him the things that he must suffer for me. Well, Paul did go through a lot of things. But you know, if you read Paul... Paul's analysis of that, he, he said, oh, you know, don't, don't make me sad by saying I can't go to Rome because I know I'm going to Rome. I know I'm going to be persecuted when I'm going to Rome because I have faith. I have faith in what God's told me. I am going to do great things in Rome. He did great things. He did it for prison. Well, that might not seem great to us, but to him it was great. Why? Because he lived by faith and not by sight. His circumstances have nothing to do with the joy in his life or what he felt in his life. It was all because he knew what God was going to do through his life. So that that's what, what caused him to do that. But what's important, if you study about him, he said, God said, he's a chosen vessel, I'm sure he loves you, and immediately, I'm going to say immediately. Now, immediately is immediately. I mean, as soon as God restored his sight, and the way I felt like the Lord showed me once was, I restored, restored his spiritual sight. He couldn't see spiritually until I restored his sight. And when I restored his sight, it was spiritual insight. And that's why immediately he began to preach the gospel. Why? Did, did he go to school yet? No, immediately began to preach. And then it says in Galatians, he went away for three years. And this is the most important part. I conferred not with flesh and blood. That's what he said. I conferred not with flesh and blood. Why? Because flesh and blood is sight. So he conferred with the word of God. Now, we know that he eventually did have an encounter with Peter because he was called to give the gospel to the Gentiles. If he had gone to them first and said, I'm called to do this, how many of you know they could have changed his ability to have faith to take the gospel to the Gentiles because they thought the gospel was just for the Jews. So he did not confer flesh and blood. Why? Because he had to be secure in his faith to do what God called him to do. We have to be secure in our faith. 
what God has asked us to do. It says in First Timothy, this is just Paul talking about himself. He said, God enabled me and counted me faithful and put me in the ministry. You know, uh, we're not, we wouldn't, any of us, go pick somebody who just watched somebody be stoned and then went out and persecuted people, dug into jail, and then just because somebody said the church will light on him, said, okay, come on, you just, you just go ahead and preach the gospel to all, all those people over there. We just did God would. Everybody said God would. He would. You know, we don't wait till we get good and perfect to do things for God. I told you before, I cast devils out of people and sat down and had a cigarette afterward and rejoiced at what God had done. Hallelujah. Puff, 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 you know. It's my friends that helped me. But the devil out of those people. Why? Because we did it by faith. Now, God probably would have preferred not to have somebody. I didn't do something in the difference. I just blew smoke afterward. But I, God didn't stop what I was doing. So you cannot tell me that God is looking at all the things that the world is at. What God is looking at is faith. I say faith. And when I got saved, I was so messed up that I believed. And what God did for me by myself with three kids that I couldn't do and I knew I couldn't do, that I saw God do, that was faith for me. And so from then on, whatever I heard, I did it. Now, I messed up a few times, but God always redeemed me because he knew my heart. And I was living by faith in who he was, not who I was. I cannot tell you, I don't have time tonight. Any stories that God told me to do stuff. <laughs> I was so scared, but I did it. And God showed up. You know what? The devil was defeated. And the next time he told me, I was willing to try that too. Because it was so fun to watch God do what he was going to do. He's amazing. I mean, he will do amazing things if you just get out of the way and obey. But get out of the way, then what you do, he's going to do. I, I believe he's going to use you, Bill, to set multitudes of young people free from drugs and alcohol. I believe that. I, I really do. And I believe he's going to use you. And I believe there's others in this church out there that all of a sudden, bam, and people are going to be delivered. Why? Because it's going to be by faith and not by sight. And nothing that goes on in this church will be by name. It will be by God. And God will give all the glory because everybody's going to say, can you believe that? Yes, I can. Because I live by faith and not by sight. I am a faith person. Amen. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you for everything. I thank you, Lord, that when we live by faith, it's an exciting life. We have that choice. We make that choice. Um, I thank you, Father, that your word is true. And when you encourage us, you encourage us to be the light that you've called us to be in the earth. You know, I read this this week. Uh, it was just February 1st in my little really devotional here, but it says God is limited only by your lack of faith. Can I say something? God is limited only by your lack of faith. That's, if we can believe it and we can see it, we begin to say it, we know it's God, and it's for His glory, not for us. I'm telling you, He will manifest His presence in our lives. Uh, we have a little a daily devotional back there. We don't have very many faith-to-faith by Lord and King Cotton. It's time for the body of Christ to begin to live 
like who we say we are. And that's the only way to do that is to live by faith. Amen. Would you bow your hands, Father? I thank you for every person here tonight. You made the vision even just coming here. You're going to the future wider here. Except that you felt directed here by the Spirit of God. Thank you, both of you, for not inviting your life.